Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin. Like me for my antidotes. Love me for my anecdotes. Uh, uh, my name is Stephanie Smith, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our personal trainer here with us, Kevin. Kevin, welcome back to the show. <laughs> I like that. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> Uh, glad to see you're here. We're here with our with with, with the uh, final uh, episode of the rewatch. We've done 15 of these bad boys uh, to keep ourselves busy. Because um, what is it? What do they say about idle hands in this <laughs> group? Because you two are just that crazy. That's what I'm. Thinking. Oh, idle brains are the devil's workshop. That's it. <laughs> Isn't it hands? Oh, no. it's hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, any uh, big thoughts you want to what you want to talk about? Maybe why you're here with us today. What got you excited about? I don't know. It seems pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? It's the freaking season two finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were putting together the rewatch and and uh, you know trying to get some folks to come on, I'm like, okay, well, tell me which ones are available. I figured this was long gone. And yeah, I right. Down the list, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Things are so good. I'm grabbing that baby, even though it's like two and a half months. <laughs> and you get to uh, power through three episodes for a podcast rather than just a normal one. So uh, that's always fun, too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, uh, with last week's recording, you scared the crap out of me because you mentioned I was coming on and you mentioned I'd watched a couple of them a while ago and that I probably wouldn't remember <laughs> for the trivia. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to watch them again. He's going yes. to make me look. I bad. saw you check in and it was like a two weeks ago. I was like, oh, he's preparing early. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, oh, really crazy, detailed with the trivia questions, much. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so folks, today we're going to be talking about some uh, iZombie related news. Uh, we're going to be talking about, of course, the last three episodes of season two, reflections of the way live used to be, uh, dead beat, and uh, salivation army. Then we're going to do our trivia. Then we're going to do our feedback, and then we're going to talk about some big. Well, not big just kind of like a wrap up of all the season three spoilers that I've accumulated. Uh, and, uh, just going to try to power through this all really quick. So, uh, again, I, I, I say this in the notes. I've said this in the podcast before, if you want like a really in-depth discussion of each one of these episodes, we have recorded, um, an episode of this when, uh, a year ago when these uh, episodes aired. So, uh, if you want a little bit more in depth, uh, check back at those. Um, but for now, let's, uh, Get into the news. Um, so uh, the first thing is we got to look at the Supergirl trailer for uh, the episode that Raul's in. And uh, I don't did you did you guys see this? No, I only saw promo shots. Yeah, yeah, I got to see it. it looked pretty cool. Like Ace Reporter, I think it's called. Well, I you know there was a couple snippets of Raul in it, and he just looks pretty sinister. <laughs> <laughs> oh good i cannot wait to see him do something different yeah. it's really exciting yeah i really hope to see him yeah, as a bad guy what, yeah 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 it's just so totally different it's gonna really it's just gonna be cool seeing it <laughs> uh i just want to remind everybody that's gonna air april 24th 
Um, also, the trailer for the Hulu anthology series Dimension 404 was released. This was a uh, a thing that I uh, announced months ago, but they're finally putting it on Hulu. Uh, it's kind of like Hulu's uh, Twilight Zone slash Outer Limits kind of thing. Um, it's an anthology series, you know, sci-fi, horror. Um, but there's the, the first episode is called Matchmaker, and it stars our very own Robert Buckley. Um, Ooh, all yeah, right. With uh, Leah Michelle and Joel McHale. And I have an episode description that kind of rope you guys into it. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. When Adam, played by Buckley, a lonely music blocker, meets his perfect match through a cutting-edge dating app, it seems like a dream come true. But the moment he says, I love you, his life takes a turn for the terrifying, and Adam discovers a shocking truth that makes him question everything he knew about life and love. So that's the episode Matchmaker. And uh, if you're kind of missing Buckley when the uh, iZombie Season 3 premiere airs um, after after it's done... Um, yeah, this is premiering on April 4th, too. So you can just kind of switch on over to Hulu and pop this one on after. I think I'm going to do the same. So, yeah, it's an episode called Matchmaker. Um, and finally in the news, I just wanted to uh, uh, wish uh, a fond farewell. Our, our friends at iZombie Zombie are shutting down their podcast. They say it's a... Oh, no! Yeah, it was my iZombie podcast, and now that's shutting down. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, it's funny, Kevin, you, uh, hosted a uh, panel of three podcasts, three eye zombie podcasts after the end of season one for us. And, uh, yeah, we're the only ones still standing. <laughs> hey, hey, don't go blaming me. Okay. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. I hope you're not like waiting outside when I go out tonight. <laughs> 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 Last one. Well, so you guys have guessed was so far ahead. They just figured out ah, we can't. <laughs> uh, but uh, we definitely wish uh, Josh and Melissa the best. They have a podcast called The One With Podcast, which was a Friends rewatch podcast. Uh, but now they just kind of talk about TV in general and all sorts of different things that they're watching and reading. And uh, they said they're going to be talking about iZombie on there now and then. And, uh, of course, we're going to have to get okay. them back on the show sometime because there are a lot so of So they fun. didn't feel like they needed to do two separate podcasts. Yeah, they felt a little overwhelmed. You know, with their TV podcast that they can just talk about whatever, they're, you know, they're not, you know, holding to, like, a, an episode is released. Get on the notes. Get on the rewatch. Get the microphones yeah. in front of you. Record quick. It's more of a eh, we'll do it when we can kind of thing. They're 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 parents, so <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. clears throat> wish Josh and Melissa the best. Um, I believe they're going to be taking the feed down. So I don't know if it's still up when you listen to this and you're interested, folks. I, I would definitely download just all their episodes. <laughs> See you have them. Okay, well um, that's it for the news. Let's get into our episode discussion. Um, why don't we start off with the uh, Bob Dearden written reflections of the way live used to be. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, anybody got a first thought about this episode? Brody. Brody, yes. So they, yeah. So the writers loved Brody so much. Yeah. They had to bring him back. You know, I was watch, watching oh. him on the screen. I was like, oh man, this is this guy's very Chris Pratt. Like he is, he's. I don't know, just charming and yep. yeah, funny. 
it was, it was fun. It was a nice way to kind of call back to something, you know, that had happened before and made for some nice awkward conversations <laughs> with Liv. Cause, you know, yeah, he was like, dude, you've changed. Yeah, man, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and this is, again, this is, this, you know, there's th- we're leading up to Clive finding out. So, I mean, definitely the last time he brought Liv by to, to meet Brody, she was all like, dude, bro. And now she's very much awkward and uncomfortable around him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, mean, I just like that, um, like, uh, to an overachiever who is like, I am organized, I am knowledgeable, I'm this, I'm that. And you have made it through life this far and are successful with functioning on four brain cells. You know what I mean? <laughs> the overachiever versus the bro, yeah. the dude bro. Yeah, I got a little bit of uh, little pangs of uh, our last election as we were watching that first radio. <laughs> I was like, ooh, too close to home. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, like, uh, of course I'm going to win. I'm the best candidate. I'm, I am most qualified. Why am I even bothering sinking to this guy's level? Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked how... I it must oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, please. No, I was just going to say, I thought it was very interesting for Liv, almost like looking in a mirror. When yeah. Like, yes. Know, that, yeah, oh, she geez. realized that she wanted everyone's approval so badly like that's what she worked for mm-hmm. yeah like i can see you know you know people like this they put so much pressure on themselves mm-hmm. if they would just please themselves and not worry about others i know but there's less transparencies would... being used <laughs> you're a lot less folders and maps and yeah lamination yeah Hey, uh, speaking around that scene, um, yeah, this is something I, I don't know. Maybe we haven't seen a lot of, but I, I, I just feel like we don't see a lot of live out in the day at all. So I was really kind of struck during the, those scenes, walking around the campus, walking by the bay, just how really pale live <laughs> live isn't daily. Yeah. I wonder if it's on purpose that they try to try to shoot her at night more. That's good observation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I just love seeing the daytime on the show and, uh, that Seattle skyline. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, the, the Robin that recorded this episode originally probably does remember. Um, but if that Seattle skyline like that was, was a, fake or not, or I feel like it was yeah? fake. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if they shot on location or what. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got, uh, Enrico Colantoni, Lou Benedetto, uh, Oh, him eating the hot dog on the wharf. That was just yeah, after, enjoyable. After we pointed out the, the, the pen clicking in the last episode, I was really looking for those, you know, Enrico things. And, yeah, the hot dog, just, just handling that hot dog. And, I don't know, just the different, like, mannerisms that he puts on as this, uh, this hard-boiled, uh, possibly corrupt detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like him. Yeah. I'm hoping that he comes back. Yeah, the scenes with him and Clive, you know, the tension they've created there is going to be some good stuff. I hope they can farm for more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially since uh, in season three, I mean, Clive's Clive's going to probably try to keep the persona of being the guy that goes by the rule book. But uh, he's going to be breaking a lot of rules knowing everything that's (laughs) going on. 
And everybody hates him at work. You know, Dale Bonsio was the only person that liked him. <laughs> at all. Right, we'll get to that. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> Uh, and, uh, speaking of very pale people, uh, we get to see Snow Fairy Rita for the first time here. <laughs> uh, she's so, she's so pretty with that white hair. <laughs> and, you know, her, the song, the, the scenes between her and Bond, mm-hmm. I mean, just every yeah. single word is just dripping. <laughs> just dripping. And as soon, as soon as he gets finished with his party and the merger, the takeover, then he's going to get hard at work on a, a cure for her. Yeah. yeah. We're going to laugh about yeah. this someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this a scene where he said he was 49? <laughs> Maybe it was a different yeah, I like yeah. that. So it's somewhere in these three episodes yeah. with Major, yeah. And, of course, Rob Thomas, uh, we get the, the commercial live on Zen, and Rob Thomas gets his first shout-out here. Uh, which Rob Thomas we don't really know because it says he says there's something so compelling about what he writes. <laughs> yeah. Dot dot dot. Let you fill in the blanks. Yeah. And then they talk about how uh, oh Twitter is just unmerciful and mm. you know just you know that they're talking about their personal experiences. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. After he uh, causes the murder of Rob Thomas, is definitely. <laughs> yeah, going downhill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, right at the top of the episode, Major has to explain himself to Ravi and uh, tell him what exactly has been going on. And uh, it's funny how it's kind of pointed out here that Major has been lying to Liv the entire time. And it's like this parallel to what Liv was doing to Major in season one. How she was lying to him. Yeah, for his own yeah, good. For his own good. He's yep. lying for her own yep. good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Donnie and Chief get to jam out in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cute. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, they're quite the odd couple. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I love Donnie's makeup. Like, it's obvious. He, it's obvious he has makeup on. Yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very orange. <laughs> yeah, he's very um you know, you can just And and of course we're now his colors off. Yeah. We're we're now kind of first starting to hit this. I mean, it was it was, it was dropped at the end of the previous episode. Blaine lost his memory or did he, you know? And so mm-hmm. this is the first of the three episodes we have here where you're just kind of asking yourself, like, is I mean, what do you guys think? Did did he did he lose his memory? How how sure are you? Oh, I'm I'm definitely I'm so sure. Yeah. He would not let he would not let Donnie and Chief take over the business. I, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's good evidence for the fact that he lost his memory. That he's put up I, so much abuse from from Donnie too. You yeah, know? and I love the conversation. I don't know, but. Uh, Ravi and Peyton have the conversation about the good guy versus the bad guy, the bad boy. Right. And how Ravi's gonna gonna uh, be a try being a bad boy, and uh, Peyton says that oh she don't know she likes she likes the good guy, and that's when they rekindle their relationship. Mm. But <laughs> then I, I know I'm skipping ahead, but at the end when Peyton is kidnapped. By Stacy Boss's men, and Ravi and 
Blaine have to work together to go rescue mm-hmm. her. He puts on the um, night vision goggles, goes in, and rescues her. So Blaine's the good guy now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, let me just skip back though. The like, Kevin, what do you think? Do you think how how sure are you that Blaine has lost his memory? The only thing that made me question that, because like Steph said, I've I've very much been on that train that yes, it is legit. Was when they realized they had to go in to save Peyton. Yeah. I mean, him him getting the weapons and talking to Robbie about what he would or wouldn't let him do was, was kind of the old Blaine, you know? It was a little too smooth like Blaine would be, mm. you know? So that was the only thing that's made me raise an eyebrow. Otherwise, I'm in the camp that, yes, it's legit. And I, it's, that's the thing. I, I guess it's okay. We, we skip around. It doesn't matter. It's a rewatch. Um, the... the the bucket full of weapons. I remember last when we discussed this last, I was wondering where the heck they came from. And they clearly mentioned here that is, uh, these are the weapons they took off of major. So those are majors weapons. Yeah. But he, he was just so comfortable with that and the whole plan of what he pulled off to save her. Just, that's the only one that's made me question, question it. But that's again, David Andrews doing a wonderful job of making us, Mm -hmm wonder what's going on because i mean also in this episode was the the brilliant scene of of robbie quote telling him all the bad stuff he had done and how horrible uh, it was. No, that was another thing i was like this is more i kept on adding this all up as evidence that this wasn't there he definitely lost his memory because like especially as soon as major walks in you know i don't know yeah Oh, and this is the guy that you killed and ruined his life forever. And you're like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're overthinking it, Robin. I don't think I've never been accused really of that. Us. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they really want us evidence. to wonder that <laughs> so hard. Oh, really? I think they do. I think they do. Um, yeah, I just think that there's, like, I think Blaine would be triggered, I think, a bit by Major coming in. Um, uh, da, 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 da. What else? Oh, I like the the ethical uh, thing that happens right around this time when they're discussing Ravi and Major discussing, um, you know, whether he should take the cure or if he, you know, if he's going to perish, you know, because of this. And and he says, you know, if I save myself, what would be the point? I'm 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 not me anymore. If if, if this is what happened, if what happened to Blaine is what would happen to me. That means I wouldn't be myself anymore. Then, you know, I wouldn't exactly be saving myself. I'd be saving somebody else named Major, I guess. Looks like Major. So. Yeah, and not just that, too, but I mean, I love the, the, the way they make us think about the morality of things, too, because this is also the episode where they're talking about infecting Vaughn mm-hmm. to, to use that as a way to test the cure. And, you know, Robbie is initially against <laughs> it until Major lays out the whole you know, what he'd do to live in major. So, I mean, it also is making the pendulum swing for several of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, what lines do you cross? What does it mean to be you? All of that. And, yeah, again, another parallel to uh, season one, Liv was all ready to uh, try that cure out on, on Blaine to see if it works, <laughs> to use him as a guinea pig. Um, da, 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 da. What else? What else is in this episode? Clive first hears the word zombies, like talked by talked about like in not just as a like a TV show or whatever that somebody's actually discussing zombies like the you know the drug dealer. 
or well, actually, it was uh, Lou talking about what the drug dealer told. Lou bringing it up, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, that was the other moral complexity of this. Like, is Lou's CI program like a good thing? And it's not because he's using inexperienced people like uh, Billy to. Um, yeah. Yeah. There are rules for a reason, mm-hmm. but I'm sure his thinking is if it gets results, who cares? Right. It's getting drugs off the street. Mm-hmm. But you get drugs off the street, there's just more drugs. <laughs> there's just more. You take Utopium off the street, then there's Lucky You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always going to be something. Yep. And, you know, in this episode, Lou uh, busts Steve about. Uh, Basically, using his program to eliminate other dealers, uh, except for uh, Lucky You uh, uh, sellers, and I was like, mm, I wonder who set him up with that plan <laughs> originally. You know, that's definitely a Blaine move. So I liked how you could see how further on down, outside of shady plots, this this stuff was going on as a result of him selling. So what else? Oh, uh, major got major on positivity. Brain is amazing. Disco Brain? Did you post something about Disco Brain in our group stuff? Oh, Disco Nap. Yeah, yeah, he had to take a Disco Nap. Disco Nap, that's right. What does that even mean? (laughs) But it's it's like the nap that you take when you come home from work to get you ready to go out that night. Really? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) How is Disco involved? (laughs) I guess it came from the 70s when people used to go to the Disco. Staying out till almost sunrise, that idea that you're. Oh, I see. You know, going to need yourself a little power nap in there somewhere. Yeah, because the party doesn't start till like yeah, nine or ten p.m. and that's my bedtime. <laughs> or whenever we're podcasting, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get finished podcasted. Yeah. Uh, and the last real thing that happens in this episode, I mean, B- Major tries to launch this plan, and uh, Janko whispers, if you have the subtitles on, he whispers to Vaughn that uh, Major has a storage shed. And that's when he's like, oh, let's go to Tacoma. And strangely enough, uh, him getting arrested actually saves his life. But Yeah, I, did, I remember first time through, I wasn't, not so much what, what Jenko said, because I didn't have the captions on, but I wondered, as is coming up in the other episodes, how they found the storage shed. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, and and when they found the storage yeah. shed. Yeah, so this kind of ties it like, oh, 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 okay, now I get it, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why did all the bodies, dis- or frozen zombies disappear? One little tiny letdown, I'd say, at the end of this episode is the fact that when they do have Major on the ground, he goes full-on zombie, and they go to credits, and it opens up the next episode, and, like, nothing's happened. He's just gotten arrested. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. You know, I would have... I was kind of thinking that he would have he was uh, gonna you know throw some police around and stuff, but I guess yeah. I think that was just to remind the audience that it you know why it's not good that he's going to be in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for my notes from that episode. You guys got anything more? Where to mention? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. good there. Okay, on to episode number two, Deadbeat. I gotta say, okay. Yeah, go Where does the title come from? Deadbeat. Um, <laughs> the cop. What? The Which cop? Is it? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is there is a movie from the 80s starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo called Dead Heat. And it's all about zombie cops. <laughs> it's two cops that come back from the dead. Um, so, bonus episode? <laughs> uh, Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo classic. Uh, Kevin, you had to have seen it, right? Uh, yeah, I remember okay. that one. Uh, again, a, a classic. I say classic in that in the 80s, they could get away with almost anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. <plot>. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is not the kind of stuff you see done. I think my first note in this episode is, I'm, you know, it's so exciting when you get to the end of pretty much any TV show season, but especially one that's so well written as this one. When, you know, just things are working out, like things are being revealed, uh, plots are finally like hitting. Yeah, pe- so you know, much plot. Yeah. yeah. And so many, oh my God, how are they going to get out of this situation? Yeah. What next? How can this go on? Yeah. yeah. Especially when so many secrets are being held back and then people find out about things and you're like, oh my gosh, this throws the show for a a, a total loop. I mean, the most obvious one being uh, Clive finding out about Liv. Um, it, it makes you go, holy cow, yeah. this is a new show now. <laughs> Practically. Yeah. You know? And you know, well, and when, when, okay, Major's in jail. And you think, we just did this with Liv. Liv was in jail. But, you know, Liv wasn't in jail very long. And there are so many, oh, uh, we're almost got Major a brain to eat. We've almost, he's almost got out, but he had to go right back in. There's so many twists on top of that. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible that they're in jail because they could turn and a zombie outbreak. They've been building this stuff up from since season one, talking about perhaps getting Blaine arrested and okay, we could do that. But then a, you know, the list, you know, zombies would go rampant on the streets, but also you have yourself a, a zombie in prison. That's not going to be getting a diet of brains and what's going to happen then. So, um, mm-hmm. and then it, it's, it's, you know, how in this season, instead of Blaine going to prison, it's, it's live. I'll be at like overnight, you know, but it's just kind of get us prepared for, Prison is – it's bad. Prison's bad. But prison's definitely bad for zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's how the characters have – they have to stay out of trouble. They have to manipulate these situations so the rest of society is saved from a terrible zombie outbreak. Yeah. And even – I remember okay. – I was going to say I remember – and I know you folks brought it yeah. up on the podcast back when the season was airing when they got the initial uh, – additional episodes but then they conversely found out it wasn't going to be 22 it was only going to be 19 Uh, and how Rob Thomas said well we could have either cut a bunch out or just took the fluff out and boy you know and we decided to go gangbusters so coming into these last few episodes we knew or fingers crossed we knew it is just going to be as the saying goes balls to the wall (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, it's just and that's where we get it Every turn in these three episodes of that perfect. I mean, this is like a movie. This is like a two-hour movie watching these three. Yeah, episodes I watched all three all in one night, one sitting. <laughs> I was very happy. And it is just, yeah, uh, man. There is you know you do not take a breath. You do not have a scene off. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're talking about from the reveals and what happens, it is just like it is so lovely because it's not like the days of other shows where you know just one or two of these plot points would have taken four seasons <laughs> yes. to get to. Yeah. <laughs> 
and we are just going like a freight train, and we're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and all these like little obstacles keep coming up, like Donnie all of a sudden being in charge of the brain distribution and denying like live and major are going to go, you know, going to starve. Yeah, can't even get the brains. Uh, I mean, I love the bit with the whole nutrition bar. I thought that was so oh, creative. Yeah. Marino, the way to pull it off. And then he's like, "Oh no, you know," he ended up swapping it out. I mean, I was like, "Oh, okay, they found a way." Oh no, they him didn't. and his freaking so all that work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was you know that was so creative. I just loved how they, like you said, they were just. Within an arm's length of getting it to him, and no, we can't. Yeah, and the whole painful scene where Liv goes to visit Major in prison, and he just kind of puts his finger up to the little air hole in the glass, and you know that, you know, that's where she, yeah. he, he's like, you can just give me the cure really quick so I don't hurt anybody in here. Yeah, we got we to gotta do it. Tough choices. And I love the positivity of, of Liv, though. Like, no, I will find another solution. I will not give up, right. you know, because it looked like all was lost. I mean, that's another reason why we love the character, because she just wouldn't let that happen. Yep. Yep. Uh, just what I love. this I love that they're all staying in Peyton and Liv's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a big sleepover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of great scenes there, didn't we, with all kinds of different characters, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, different combinations. I mean, the whole team, and even Blaine there for a little bit, and you know, Robbie getting cold cocked, and Peyton gotten you know kidnapped. I mean, it all just worked. It was just uh, wonderful to see it that way. Um, and uh, yeah, also, you know, this is the last episode we have with uh, Jessica Harmon as uh, FBI agent Dale Bazio, um, and. Oh, she's so good. She is, and that's so sad we don't have her around anymore. Yeah, because, okay, I didn't pick up on this the first time I watched, but she discovered that this teenager came in and said that she saw Major. But then the pictures, there was too much uh, vegetation in front of her window. She could not have seen that. Right. She lied. And so they suppressed that evidence. They didn't bring that up. And, um, And then so that's how... Clive got Major out of jail was he let that out. And she is so hurt. And he can't explain. He can't explain himself. It's so sad. And, and uh, yeah, and it's just like she's dealing with crackpots. She's trying, and, and her case is slowly just turning to crap. Disintegrating, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, she's like, well, at least Clive's going to pull this one through and put this guy behind bars. And then it's like a knife in the back and... Oh, uh, Clive uh, Malcolm Goodwin has two great scenes in this episode, and I'm sure he loved it so much. Uh, the scene with Liv and the scene with Bazio—it's like back to back. Yeah, one episode. I mean, that—that's you know, playing in a range. Talking about playing a range of stuff. Um, his character is going to be. I can't. I can't wait to see him in season three. Yeah. We saw part of it in the trailer where where we even got him with a little comment of you know I I, I don't want to I know too much I don't want to know anything. So I'm, I I just think. It's very bold for them to do it here at the end of season two. And he did, as you pointed out, Robin, such a great job of being able to play it because he's going to be heartbroken still over Basio. You know it. I mean, it's because it, their relationship is so natural and works so well. Even if he doesn't lose his job over this whole mess, it's uh, it's uh, he's lost someone he really cared about. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't. Uh, Get past this episode without definitely talking about, I mean, the scene that Rose and Malcolm have probably been looking forward to 
playing for like two years now. They finally get to play it, and they they really play the hell out of it. Just the how how she live explains zombies, ex, you know, the existence of zombies and what Major's role in is 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 in it. And Clive has this look on his face, like, oh gosh, I've heard her talk some major nonsense before. No pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, so this is just live acting kooky. And then she just starts talking about herself and the brains and how the brains help her out and the personalities. And it's just, you can see on his face is, this is, this is making sense. There's been a lot of questions, a lot of things he's been thinking about and they've been good. They've done a good job during season two to show him really starting to think about this stuff. And then she stabs herself <laughs> and it's, Yep, they're zombies. <laughs> Lives a zombie. So, yeah, and I've been wondering for a while. You know, what is that reveal going to be like? How is you know we probably or I think many of us, myself included, have said, okay, Clive's eventually going to find out what what's it going to be. How are you going to do it? And, and could you have thought of a more dramatic way? <laughs> she just goes ahead and for her to do it. It'd be one thing if she he stumbled into something that was happening, and, and you know that. But to do it, to have to do it this way. Um, I mean, wow, just wow, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised the guy didn't pass out. Yep, <laughs> I know exactly. Especially, yeah, someone stabs themselves in, stabs himself in front of you. It's got to be a pretty crazy thing to go through. <laughs> I've never been through it myself. But <laughs> you know, complete with the eyes and everything. So <laughs> yeah. It's not like there's any way you can explain it away. Yeah. She gets the zombie His face own on. knife, so he knows it's not a trick knife. You know, I mean, yeah. think about it. They really lined all that up good. Um, and then there's the huge fight at the end between Ravi and Janko where, um, yeah, scrappy, scrappy. (laughs) He got to, he got to get a scrap on. (laughs) He's got reach. reach. There is is an egregious error with the EpiPen, uh, uh, cause he's holding it the wrong way. But, uh, besides that. Seems great. Well, there's a lot of uh, you don't yeah. need it. Was don't, it don't epi- stuff going on this, <laughs> or was it atropine? I I just assumed it was an epipen. It looked like an epipen. It's it was atropine. Okay, but atro- I hate it when shows. Okay, like on Pulp Fiction, <laughs> where they do inject the heart. Oh yeah, like, it's so dramatic. You gotta break blah, the blah, uh, blah. the breastbone. Is it the sternum? You gotta break the sternum. Yeah, I, <laughs> I learned that from Pulp Fiction. But um, if she was drugged, then you would need Narcan. Oh, so an EpiPen doesn't give you a boost? I have no idea. I've never used one. That's atropine. Or atrop- if your heart, yeah, if if your heart is not beaten. Atropine is supposed to like st- it's a stimulant to stimulate your heart, but if you've been sedated to where you're, a, you know, like um, all of these heroin overdoses, uh, paramedics and firemen and police officers are armed with Narcan now, and that uh, that reverses the effects of a sedative. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, that's why I can't watch medical shows. <laughs> that's why this is the perfect medical show. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not a medical show; yeah. it's a zombie show. And uh, Robbie kills this guy, like yeah, yes, really. and he feels though. terrible. The yeah. rattling teacup. <laughs> yep. Well, he's like in that way. I think he's a lot like us in the audience. You know, if we had to identify with a character, a lot of us might 
pick Ravi. So yeah. to think that we'd have to kill someone, even in self-defense, it would totally mess you up. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I like that it's the a callback to when Liv was trying to get in Tacoma, to, into Tacoma with her. You know, like, why are you? Why do you think your fingers are going to work on that security pad? <laughs> so they're going to cut off Jenko's hand and take their take his hand with him so they can get into Tacoma. Yep. <laughs> Which they end up doing anyway from someone else. I love that. Yeah, the, the tattooed guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what, if we got, got anything else to talk about for Deadbeat before we move on, because you sound like- uh, just a one quick thing. Yeah. I really love from the continuity point of view. Um, we t- you know, you talk about the major getting out, but then being arrested and back in. I love that we can call back to the meat cute situation yes. and explain perfectly the urinating in the in the freezer and the evidence yes. in the drain. I'm like, wow, that's absolutely right. This all still. I mean, you, yeah, we remember. And that the perfectly. guy, and the guy that he bought so, the, the weapons yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. 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 Storytelling wise, that was just brilliant to see them. And they didn't actually ever like say. Um, yeah, I, I, and during this rewatch, I was really paying attention to the whole how we were tricked about Major possibly mur- murdering zombies. He's taking body bags that look like they're full of a body and shooting them in the head and throwing out the bridge. But in this episode, Ravi and Liv find uh, his uh, uh, storage shed. And, uh, I mean, you see the mannequins hanging up there. I think you're just kind of a let, they just kind of let you figure it out yourself. Like, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. Yep. He's just putting mannequins it's in there. That's how he was doing. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't have a character say, oh, you mean he's not actually oh, killing yeah. people. Yeah. He's actually blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's right. We didn't have to get into an exposition guide to say, so what you were doing was X, Y, Z. I mean, maybe they could have pulled it off if they had a lecture time, like a, a Rita and Major scene, Rita saying, I saw you, you know, shoot this guy in the head in the body bag. He's like, oh, no, I got a mannequin in there. But no, no, no time for that. <laughs> oh, and uh, nope. at the end of the episode, I, uh, I, I noted that there's a get together at Liv's. Major is high on drummer brain, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And uh, you know that's where they have the vision of Drake. But uh, I notice everybody's there except for Clive. So I thought that was interesting to point out. He's he helped out, but he's not he's not about to hang out just yet. <laughs> no, but he's and, and it comes up uh, in in the next episode mm-hmm. too. Very much, he's still the cop. There's only certain lines he can cross, yeah. and they're making some pretty devious plans by this point. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into Salivation Army. Uh, With the one, the only, Rob Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only, well, he's the only after the end of the episode. The, the, yeah, by the, the end. end, there is only yeah. one Rob Thomas. Yeah, but Clive's in the band, so we're okay. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the, guy, the crap that guy gets away with, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that stuff just writes itself. Oh, I can just see the... Giggling like schoolgirls and schoolboys writing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is a Rob and Diane script. Uh, so, but I'm sure the rest of the writers kind of get it, got it on this as well. Uh, let's see. I wrote. I'm okay. Explain this first note to me. I wrote good Ravi versus bad Ravi. Nice guys finishing last. Oh, company sup. Oh yeah, that's right. They got paid in yep. Ravi. <laughs> yeah. Right. Company sup. Well, he said, they say, oh, company. And then Major goes, sup. Because <laughs> he's very proud oh, of Oh, because they're, re- 
they're rekindling their uh, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's also good friends with Peyton, too, so maybe he's proud of both of them. <laughs> uh, and in this episode, we better find farewell to Chief. Poor Chief. That's quite a fall he uh, takes, too. Yeah. yeah. And Donnie is yeah. very lucky that Blaine ends, Blaine ends up showing up. Yeah, that was great timing for him. And that uh, he got but he shot. But he did a good job <laughs> talking the guy into shooting him not in the head, though, i got to say. You think so? I was wondering if he was trying to commit suicide, but there's this weird thing with Kenny, like, uh, Kenny, whose full name is Kenny Kilmore. I don't know if we've mentioned this in the podcast yet, but uh, uh, there's this weird thing about Kenny being a little hesitant. Like, he hasn't killed anybody before, but he's, like, the prime uh, henchman, it seems, for Mr. Boss. I don't know. He's not quite as hardened as he, was, he pretends yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do love Mr. Boss's line here, though. <laughs> this is Seattle, not Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> but his head cut off. I want his head. Yeah. <laughs> what was up with the trains? Yeah, he likes trains. Uh, that's got to be his little. You know, you know how usually every real bad guy has got some crazy hobby. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Lex yeah. Luthor thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh both the Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey all like trains. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling at some point maybe season three or fingers crossed season four, there's gonna be someone who's able to like save themselves by offering him this hard to find train <laughs> thing or something. You know? Yeah. You can't kill me, I know where you can find the only nineteen seventy two <laughs> locomotive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta come back. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this whole thing where we're talking about the Max Rager party, and I got to say right at the top though, uh, um, what a great, like pulling the wool over our eyes kind of thing they did in the promos for the two part season finale, because the two part season finale, you know, when we, when we left reflections of, um, major has been arrested. So in the promo for the two-part season finale it shows like major in prison and then it shows like zombie outbreak and there's all this like prison stuff and barbed wire all over the place and the zombies are going crazy i'm like oh my god there's gonna be a zombie outbreak in the prison but nope supermax is throwing a super max facility party (laughs) i loved clive's comments when he found out about the party and what the theme was white people (laughs) White people. <laughs> he, had, he had some great deadpan lines in this episode. Yeah. I mean, just brilliant stuff that if you don't have the captions on or you don't rewatch. Yeah. I mean, that whole that whole one later when the when they're all talking to readers, like you know, every, oh come on, we've all seen Major naked. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> like, I haven't. And they look at his face. Yeah, I I I ruined. <laughs> caps in my notes this is a preview of season three right here this is especially like the getting ready for the party like them planning and you know like oh we're gonna just cut this guy's hand off oh you know and eating brains and yada yada and clive's like wait uh i can't help you here i mean you don't have a warrant i'm i'm in the sand can't cross yeah (laughs) yeah yeah he's like how are we gonna explain this Mm -hmm. um my i don't know my next note here, I don't know if you guys can throw in any notes you want. I just keep rambling. Uh, uh, my next note here is just – I remember the the giddy joy I got out of these scientists, including a uh, friend of the pod, Natalie Farrow. Uh, these scientists um, 
on the stairway, like going, "Oh yeah, yeah, I hear that we got this this utopium off these zombies that we got from that boat party, and uh, and we got the supermax here, so uh, you know this is going to be a really awesome high." And it's like, "No, no, don't do that!" <laughs> and just immediately they zombie out, you know. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this is how the zombie outbreak happens. Yeah, I mean, and it was instant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally, he, he he took the utopium, he took a swig, and boom. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like you wait for a reaction or, I mean, so that was very interesting in terms of them being able to set that up, I think, in season three, too. It's amazing. It's like, even if they were just sitting there high on utopium and they maybe had um, Supermax maybe splashed in their face, you know, they could turn into a zombie that right. easily, too. Clinging on to my yeah, that was very that's that's so volatile and so instant. That's got to come into play. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be very curious to see how they play that. Yeah. And, and they weren't just like learning to be zombies. I mean, five minutes later, they were total killers. Well, we also meet uh, Vivian here, and she is buying this entire company and like everything, the formula, everything. So I'm assuming that she's just going to take this stuff off the off the shelves. So I'm not sure how much Supermax we're going to be dealing with next season. Well, yeah, it'll be under her control. Yeah. Or, um, I guess yeah. if she's like some but. sort of sinister person and wants to like turn people and have, have zombie outbreaks happen. Well, I mean, she's, you know, as she does at the end of the episode, she's, you know, to a certain degree threatening live of, you know, the new zombie order, meaning, hey, we got this stuff at any time yeah. we can create this. That's true. Uh, so in, I no. see I almost, you know, of course, we haven't had a lot of her. But I was almost thinking, like, of her as perhaps, like, a person that's taken it upon herself to protect uh, zombie people <laughs> instead of, like, I don't know, dropping bombs of zombies on, on, you know, civilians and having everybody freak out, like a huge outbreak happen. Because that stuff's got to be controlled or else it's the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, but it seems like she's the type who's willing to go right to that line wow. of rather than just a little demonstration. I mean, she kind of reminds me a little bit of, of things we've seen in shows with like vampires, where they often say, These you know, why shows. aren't there more of them? vampire shows? Never seen any of those. <laughs> <laughs> that you always end up with someone, uh, you know, Spike Angel. Let's let's go through all the Damon, all his shows, mm-hmm. um, who thinks that at some point, you know, screw us dealing with humans. Let's just totally shift the world order. Yeah. And Vivian seems like someone who is willing to do that at a drop of a dime. <laughs> yeah. Um, at one point in my notes, I wrote, I can't take notes anymore. <laughs> as soon as the zombie outbreak happens, I'm just like, my eyes are on the screen. I, I was thinking about how weird it is almost. Like, we don't see so so much of this on iZombie that it... The craziest thing to think of a zombie show where a zombie outbreak happens, and it's kind of a weird tonal shift than what we're used to seeing. But you don't usually see like people being eaten and killed left and right, you know. Well, it was funny too because I had someone who was looking for some show recommendations just a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned I Zombie, and their initial thing is, "Oh, I don't like zombies. I don't like all that, you know." Yeah. You know, uh, the, the the grossness, the horror part. I'm like, well, you don't get it in iZombie until the season two finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you go, you're going to go all 28 days later. But up until then, it's a little more controlled. Yeah, you got a nice bookend. You got the boat party at the beginning. <laughs> and yeah, the next Ranger party. The crest, I mean. Just stay away from the parties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these zombies are fast. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Super, well, I was going to say super fast, but that's because it's super, super max. Zombies, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you know what I want to see at some point? Maybe it exists on YouTube because uh, oh, we can all do it with our fast forward button. I want like that super cut of just the Vaughn and Rita scene. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, man, all that stuff in there, you know, him just... But she's upset about it. Yeah, it's always about you. You know, yeah. you, you, you. We'll be putting this in the past. I, you know, you'll have kids if you can have kids. What would you could have done? Like, my God, dude, could you be any more of a lech? <laughs> you know, my wife watched, uh, rewatched uh, the final episode with me, uh, and she's just, she's basically saw Vaughn's character. She's like, I'm not going to miss that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad he's dead. Well, on the one hand, I don't either, but on the other hand, man, he's I so good. Weber to hate. So awesome. you know? <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, the submarine thing pans out here. Like I had oh. to look it up when yeah. I first watched it. I was like, "What are they talking about with the submarine?" But now that I did this rewatch, I, I, I caught my it caught my attention when they first mentioned it at the end at the beginning of the season. The, the hero is the last the, the the guy that closes the door. So. Yep. yep. Again, that's the beauty of the writing of the show, tying everything together. Will no one rid me of this meddlesome Jason Priestley type? <laughs> that was great. Great line. I wrote that down. Oh, yeah. Angie, you could have had my sloppy seconds, and that would have been really good sloppy seconds. Could <laughs> <laughs> oh, you be any more full of yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So I don't know the the action. I don't know what else to say, but the action's great. The 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 moment where they're all Clive and Liv and Major are stuck in that place, and it, they're talking about the possibility of Clive having to be turned into a zombie, you know. And Clive's just like, "I have I'm saving yeah. one bullet for myself," and and she's and they're like, "No, no, you won't be one of them. You'll be one of us," you know. So that's no, but that's typical. That's Liv again on the positive side yeah. of it. Always trying to think positive. And Clive didn't waver. He's like, no, I'm saving one round for me. You know, no, even no matter how bad it got there, he was going to do it that way. Um, I think my last and, oh, go ahead, stuff. And uh, okay, when Major shoots Vaughn in the hand, you're like, what was that about? And then Vaughn gets in the elevator and he can't activate the security <laughs> pad. So that's exactly. the third callback, or the second <laughs> callback, the third time that that security pad's been used. I'd yep. say something about it, but I, I'm directly remembering something in the feedback that mentions that. So I'll let I'll let uh, I believe it's Efrex. I'll let him <laughs> take that one. Uh, um, yeah, I, and of course, you know the sadness of Major killing Rita. I just wanted to see her reformed, but uh, well, here I have a question on that because I initially thought that, but on the rewatch, doesn't it look like both? Um, Major and Liv shot her. Doesn't she have two bullet holes in her head? Oh, geez. I don't know if I was looking yes, that closely. Think... But... Yeah, because yeah, I, I thought so. the same thing. It was him, but then the more I th- I could be wrong, but uh, someone wants to freeze frame it on me. So I, I think they kind of tried to make that look a little less. It wasn't really me. You know, it was you. <laughs> it was both of us. Yay. It was both of us. Yay. It's, a, well, it's like uh, the end kill. of Fatal Attraction, right? Like Michael Douglas <laughs> drowns Glenn Close in the tub. She comes back up and Ann Archer shoots her in the head. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it was so sad over uh, Liv and Drake. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. 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 I was trying. I was like, you know, I wasn't all about Drake the first season, the first time I watched it. And I was, I think I spent most of the time going, he's bad. He's bad. 
Um, but this time I really was watching for that. And yeah, I, he's his whole hero moment at the end there where he puts himself up in, to protect other people. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, and, and I like the stuff with major trying to find Natalie. Yeah. And, uh, the reporter's you know, missing of... too. Just say, no, <laughs> I'm the only one <laughs> to notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I definitely saw Tim Addis. Tim Addis had a lot of lines. Uh, Colin Andrews was standing around in the background. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, there were a lot more zombies. I thought it was just that one freezer full of zombies stacked on top of each other. But, uh, yeah, he had several, and he had several huh. zombies. Nope. So. Yeah, and they all recognized him. They were oh, like, yeah, oh, you weird. were there. Yeah, you guy, you were there, yeah. Yeah, you're wondering if they're going to be, like, super pissed at him or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Payback. Um, and then if, or if they will be grateful that he saved, yeah, saved their life. I mean, I can't imagine that all of them got the uh, the treatment that uh, what was it? Baracus got was Baracus in there, or was Baracus the one that was? I think that was Barack. I get Baracus and Tim Addis mixed up. Tim Addis is the one with the kids. Baracus is the one. He has kids too, but he's the DA. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was Baracus that so. was talking. Did had the most lines in that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Said that his son is going to be worried about right, him. Right, right. Maybe Tim Mattis was missing too. I can't. I'd have to look back. Um, and then yeah, the whole creepy scene where Liv finds Vivian on the stage, and we have uh, a soldier on Rob Thomas' brain singing <laughs> Matchbox Twenty Son. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is you know, the ADR on that is a little <laughs> off, but uh, it, it, it was still good. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm like, he's not playing guitar. He, he's definitely not playing guitar like they're playing on the. Yeah. Um, and yeah, are you with us or against us? So, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all the. Uh, the. Uh, oh gosh, you're selling everything just for me. And you couldn't hold open an elevator door? For three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah again, I got, it's so awesome that they got Rob Thomas. Not just for the fact that it's a guy named Rob Thomas who's also a singer, but, uh, you know, reading about how he was, like, a fan of the show and, like, refused to look at scripts until, like, he finally was there to shoot because he didn't want to be spoiled on anything. <laughs> Uh, uh, just the fact that they got Rob Thomas on the show is just great. Uh, all right, I don't know if you guys got anything else. Uh, just uh, nope. bring it on. We waited almost yeah, a year. It's time. So bring it on, season three. You know? Yeah, totally. All right, so I have some trivia questions for you guys. <laughs> all oh, right, here we go. Uh, bring it up. Uh, uh, excited. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, Kevin, you're our guest. Do you want odds or evens? Oh, the choice. Choices. I'll go odds. All right, and that means Steph, your evens. Kevin, your first question: Where was Rita conceived? Uh, Santana concert. <laughs> ding ding ding! That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, uh, who does Ravi impersonate at the Bailey Barker crime scene? Oh gosh, it's so long. Oh, ago. oh god, he thinks he's impersonating the Godfather, <laughs> but actually, 
somebody else yeah, yeah. said that line. Yeah, I'll give it to you. He thinks he's in person. It's okay. just, he thinks the Godfather said that line, but it was actually Lucas Brasi. But uh, yeah, I'll give it Bro. to you. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Kevin, after Bailey is murdered, what is Brody's new campaign motto? Oh yeah, I can see it on the on the little poster <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, something like the best and only choice, or something. That's like right. That. <laughs> you call me mid swallow, but that is correct. That's a point on the board for you, Steph. What is a DM a D and M? Oh, it's a a deep and meaningful. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Deep and meaningful walk. I said when I saw the episode on the rewatch, I'm going. I said Robin is going to ask. <laughs> uh, Kevin, when Liv tells Ravi that she beat up a goon, what television action hero does Ravi compare her to? Oh man, uh, oh, I don't. Uh, I don't remember. I honestly, I remember it, it's but I don't remember. I'll narrow it down. <laughs> I, uh, I don't remember. Steph, do you remember? Oh, you're not. Uh, television. Uh, uh, I, I, I think the know. line is, you mean to tell me you went all Jack Bauer on that guy? Jack Bauer, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Steph, number six, what does Ravi call the video game he discusses with Major? You know, in the prison. <laughs> zombie ass. Zombie ass. Zombie frozen. Zombie. Zombie on ass. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Kevin, do you remember? Zombie town. Yeah, that's right. Oh. It's more like zombie town? Okay, Kevin, your question is, how many freezers does Major have? Like how many do we see them open when they go there? Yeah, pretty much. I think I think every one every one of them is in one shot. You can see them all. Is it okay? I uh, I think it was three. That's correct. As far as I know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was only one for a while there. Uh, Steph, how was Major's DNA at the meet cute crime scene? His urine right. when he peed in the in the uh, freezer. I gave it away in the conversation. I know. <laughs> I, I know. All right, number nine, Kevin. What is Liv doing when the FBI shows up at Major's house with a warrant? What is she doing? Yep. In the kitchen. Um, how is she doing? Um. God, I can see her there. I just don't know what she was. What is she doing? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She's standing there. I, I don't remember seeing her hands or what she was doing. So, like, epic fail. It's okay. Steph, do you remember? Yeah, I remember she came by, like, maybe she was checking on Major because she couldn't get him on the phone. She said she let herself in with the hide key, but I. I just missed why she was there. Well, there wasn't, there was, you know, I think she was looking for him or whatever, but what she was actually doing was organizing DVDs. She was organizing oh, his DVDs. Oh, that's right. Oh, because yeah. that is a huge, that's a huge <laughs> conundrum with, uh, with DVD Blu-ray collectors. Do you, 
Do you organize by director? Yeah. Do you organize by title? Genre. Yes. <laughs> but she was thinking the genre. Yeah. There we go. There it comes back. Okay. Steph, how are the charges against Major like Oscar the Grouch's Dream House? Garbage. Total garbage. <laughs> Complete garbage. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's a pile of garbage. Pile of pile garbage. garbage. Okay. Technically, a pile of garbage. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Kevin, what does Mr. Voss want Blaine's head in? Uh, did he say a hat box? Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, Steph, were you paying attention? Number 12, what parking level is the Max Rager party on? Oh, my gosh. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> you want to take a guess? I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> Take a guess. I mean, hit the parking garage, so. Level. I don't know. I don't Kevin, know. you want to guess? It, it's funny because you're right. I saw it like a million times, but I didn't remember it. I would just guess two. <laughs> uh, it, would be, it would be close if it was your question. Is P2. 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 Uh, uh, all right, Kevin. What Rob Thomas song should be on your cardio playlist, according to Vaughn? That one, I've, yeah, yeah, that one should be on your playlist. Uh, I, I don't know. Unwell? <laughs> no. Uh, Steph, do you remember? I remember that, but I don't. I, did, I missed the name of the song. Real world. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now we can't listen to that song without thinking about Vaughn, like on the treadmill or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. I wish the real world would just stop hassling me. Uh, okay, so Steph, your the final question here. This is an easy one. Sorry, it's going to be very anticlimactic. Uh, what is Vaughn's code to open Gilda's cell door? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, let me think. I'll be two-toned. Oh, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. He loves the 80s. That's right. And with that, Steph wins five to four. Mm. <laughs> Those were hard. Uh, it better than I thought I would. Uh, and that's all the... Didn't embarrass my That's all the trivia we're going to be doing here on this podcast for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be mostly paying attention to episode details and not writing trivia questions down, unfortunately. Um, well, they were a lot of fun in the rewatch. I do appreciate them, guys. That was a lot. Yeah, of fun. yeah. I wanted to do something, something different. And folks, if you want to try to quiz us <laughs> when you watch a new episode, you're like, oh, they, they'll never notice this. Feel free to send us in trivia questions. That'll be fun. Uh, let's get into the feedback. Feedback. I have an email here, Steph. You're going to bring up Marissa's. Marissa and Efrex, you guys are awesome for writing in like every week. Thank you for rewatching the episodes with us. And uh, thank you, everybody that's listening and just being quiet little church mouses, church, church mice. Uh, thank you for watching <laughs> along with us again. Uh, here we go. Um, Efrex says, Hey, Robin, Stefan, Kevin. He actually wrote your name in there, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> But I shouldn't be because he's always got such amazing feedback every week. <laughs> if I did, if I did one of my usual email feedbacks, you'd probably still be reading it when season three started. So I'll try not to get into too much <laughs> into the weeds of these episodes. Just give some general thoughts. 
As I recall, these plots were originally supposed to be drawn out over five or six episodes instead of three, but the CW cut the season short. Cramming this much plot detail into this small space required some incredible writing and editing work. Just putting uh, together the previously on iZombie introduction videos must have been an incredibly careful process. Every second of screen time has to count. And often uh, does double duty. And it's here that the show really shines for me. Plot, tone, and character development are exquisitely exquisitely balanced throughout the series. And these episodes in particular are with no opportunity wasted. For me, the best example of this is the Bozano relationship arc. The characters probably haven't had more than 10 minutes total screen time together. Almost all of it in the context of their professional work. Little movements, banter, and external factors combine to tell their story implicitly. Much of the actual courtship is, has happened off-screen, yet their breakup is as devastating as any tragedy that we've seen so far, at least to me. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. The ability of the writers to simultaneously ramp up the tension and the humor is mind-boggling. Major's deterioration, deterioration in jail and Liv's increasing desperation are counterbalanced by Ken Marino's hysterical sleaziness. <laughs> the Max Rager prison party is just frickin' nuts in every way, and the final confrontation with Von Clark is as terrific as one could ask. I think I let out a continuous string of, oh my gods, and holy crap, for the last entire last ten minutes of the finale of the first time I saw it, and it wasn't much different on the rewatch. Of course, we couldn't just go out on the adrenaline letdown after the whole massacre. Vivian Stoll's final plot twist just blows up our entire understanding of the show universe and sets the stage for an entirely new and bigger set of problems for our heroes. Besides the obvious big picture stuff that's going to be dealt with in season three, I'm very curious to see just how Clive deals with everything that's been thrown his way. His worldview has been completely and traumatically exploded, and he doesn't have the personal support system that the rest of Team Z has. His professional and personal lives just got a whole lot messier, and I wouldn't blame him one bit for resenting everyone else for causing Dale to leave him. Anyway... Thanks so much for keeping the fandom fires burning during this too long hiatus. It's been an absolute blast, and I can't wait to see what's cooking in season three. All the best, Efrex. P.S. Okay, so I couldn't resist one nitpick. What kind of doltish security system requires a hand scan to get out of the top secret area? Shouldn't Vaughn's unauthorized <laughs> access have triggered the elevator to go up to his office as it did for Liv? Yes, you're absolutely right, Efrex. <laughs> Uh, all right, so either Steph is killing somebody in the background, or she's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's fine, Donnie. Okay, thank you, Efrex. Uh, thanks, Efrex. Thanks for sticking with us, the Efrex. Okay, yes, oh, okay. Sorry, uh, Marissa DC. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, here's her feedback. I'm in a rush to get my comments in before the podcast recording, so I'm lumping all these episodes together. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, these three episodes were were a hell of a ride. With the fallout from Major Liv, Ravi, and Peyton's actions this season all coming to a head. And while I saw a few things coming, like Major getting arrested and Peyton getting kidnapped, other things were a complete surprise, like supposedly amnesiac Blaine saving Peyton in an ambush of Mr. Boss's men and Liv telling Babineau, that she was a zombie via knife to her chest. I love the scene of Ravi telling Blaine about the 
about what a horrible person he was, particularly the part about Major. Remember how I was telling you about the guy whose life you ruined? You know, how you turned his fiancé into a zombie, then cost him his job to kill a bunch of kids <laughs> that were close to him, kidnapped him, locked him in a fr- into a freezer, and tortured him before finally stabbing him to death. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Major's little wave at the end was... Uh, at the end of that was It perfect. really was. <laughs> <laughs> After, because he was on positivity yeah, brain, he was so right. positive. <laughs> uh, after all the dust cleared at the end of the season, here are my burning questions. Number one: Is Peyton choosing Ravi or Blaine? Uh, she's going to choose Blaine and then choose Ravi in the end. That's the answer. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate. I mean, I hate that amnesiac Blaine is even an option, but that's where we yep. are. Number two is Blaine faking. <clears throat> I don't think so. I didn't think so in episodes seventeen and eighteen, but he's but he clearly remembered some tactical skills in the finale, which made me unsure. Ah, there you go, Kevin. Uh huh. See, yep, same same page. But... <laughs> Number three, where, where will Clive be with his career in the aftermath of getting Major released from prison? Oh gosh. Or is Dale the only one who knows what he did? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that what he did with the whole, you know, the evidence being covered up and then brought to light, I mean, I'm sure it didn't do any favors for Dale. It might have helped Clive out a bit on Dale's, uh, uh, you know, on Dale's reputation. Um, it's hard to me call her Dale. It's just Basio. Um, I, there was one actual little detail I noticed speaking of, uh, Dale and Clive, the whole F- FBI application. Um, when Clive signed it, the, uh, the date he signs it is date. What? Yes. What's that? <laughs> oh, go ahead. The date. I know I caught my eye. Yeah, it's April 4th, 2016. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> April 4th, of course, season three premiere. What was the section where he put not applicable? Like other names. I think it was yeah. or other alias. Oh, okay. Number four, will Liv's family ever be back? Oh, I hope so. I, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That was the one thing that was cut from the season because of the shortened episodes. It's too bad. Number five, when will Donnie be returning? Episode one. Season <laughs> three, episode one. Really? You know I that? saw him in one of the promos, but I don't know if he's actually in episode one or not. But uh, Okay. All right, so Marissa continues. That's all for the rewatch. Can't wait for season three premiere in less than a week. Woo! Yeah. And I just want to give a little extra um, um, uh, thing for our feedbackers, and I'm sure – I'm hoping there's going to be more of you uh, once we're actually talking about new episodes. Uh, Steph and I are changing our recording night. Uh, We usually record on Thursday nights, but um, my Wednesday nights actually just opened up, and uh, that means – well – it's a good thing because we'll be able to get you these podcasts uh, a little earlier, a day earlier than we usually do. Um, and uh, it's a bad thing if you're a feedbacker that is uh, kind of a procrastinator like myself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so make sure if you're sending feedback for uh, the new iZombie episodes to send them in, um, you know, by Wednesday night. Kevin, why don't you tell the folks before we leave uh, where people can find you on the internets? Sure thing. I do a regular weekly podcast with a couple of friends where we cover all the genre shows. We discuss iZombie and several others over at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. 
And I also host the Winona Earp fan podcast, Tales of the Black Badge. Tales of the Black Badge, yes. That was returning in uh, June, and season one will be up on uh, Netflix in April. And uh, I hear if you run a fan podcast, you get an invite to the set, uh, according to the people (laughs) from Winona Earp. So uh, I'm expecting the same from uh, our iZombie people. Well, it would be great if you both could go out there because I had an amazing time on my visit on set. Those folks were. <laughs> oh my god! You just—you are living the dream, yeah, Kevin. That's, that's what it is. That's exactly the phrase I use. Stuff as a fan <laughs> to be to be included in that and to get to visit the set and watch them film and get to meet cast and spend time with crew members and all. It was—it is fan yeah. theme, <laughs> right? You can check that off your bucket list. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Uh, folks, if you are not interested in the season three spoilers, you want to go in fresh uh, with no knowledge at all. Um, I would suggest you skip ahead and s- ah! yeah, follow Sadie. Yes. Me. <laughs> that is the spoiler yes. warning. <laughs> Sadie's like, no spoilers. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> hey, podcast puppy. <laughs> uh, let's bring uh, Brand Stone in here. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you don't want to know anything about season three, I would suggest uh, just see you next week or next next time on the podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, which is next yeah, week? Next week, yeah. All right, here we go. So, uh, oh, by the way, Kevin, Steph, you're okay with listening to this? <laughs> I guess we are. I guess we are. Okay. <laughs> I don't think uh, they're going to be from now on. You know, I think at the end of the episode, I'm probably just going to do episode description, maybe play the audio from the trailer. Uh, and uh, leave it at that unless there's something really juicy I have to talk about. But the spoiler sections from now on will always be at the end of the show. So, okay. So, iZombie, I just got to mention, the, the season three started filming July 25th, 2016 and ended in December. So, uh, yeah, these episodes have been waiting a while <laughs> to come out. Uh, okay, here's uh, Angus McDonough, played by Robert Nepper, uh, the popsicle, uh, is going to be doing a three episode arc starting with the premiere. So, uh, last time we saw him, he was being unthawed to the strains of, uh, Les Miserables. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, now that Clive and Peyton are in the know, uh, we have some interesting setup here. We have law and order zombie unit, pretty much, uh, Clive arrests and Peyton prosecutes, um, and they both know about zombies, so it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be able to cross prosecute some bad guys pretty quick, I think. Uh, so, uh, I speak about this specifically because there's going to be a two episode arc where uh, Liv and Clive are going to solve a case in one episode, and Peyton is going to prosecute it in the following episode and find out that there's more to it than it seems, according to Rob Thomas. So that's cool. Um, Fillmore Graves. We know about Fillmore Graves, the zombie militia. Um, we have a zombie club that we're going to be going to called the Scratching Post. Can't wait to see that. Um, I've heard that Vivian may look like the big bad of the season, but there are allegedly other big antagonists that we don't even know anything about yet. Um, and uh, one antagonist that's returning is uh, Mr. Boss towards the end of the season. So uh, maybe Blaine will have his memory back by then. But I feel certain that he uh, his presence will be felt throughout the entire season. Hmm. Interesting. Um, maybe Blaine is hiding out. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, I don't know anything, but I can just imagine yeah. 
that even though because like in season two there was he wasn't in very many episodes but you you know you still got the feeling that yeah when he showed up he in max major a, it was very like oh it's this guy that we've been hearing about yeah. Um, according to a lot of the promos I've seen, the Peyton Blaine Ravi uh, love triangle is going to heat up a bit. <laughs> um, uh, there is some uh, promo photos that were just released for the episode three "Eat, Pray, Live." Uh, that looks like there's going to be a Peyton and Blaine date. And I saw another promo video that shows uh, Major and Clive actually figuring out figuring out that if Peyton was kidnapped by Mister Boss to get to Blaine, then obviously they had a relationship. And Major is pretty uh, surprised by this. And, uh, and then, <laughs> then the promo where you see him on Teenage Girl Brains, he says about it's uh, first of all, you. Second of all, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> uh, uh. Again, the, the whole thing about the memory loss, is it a lie? Is Or, you know, is he really true? And also... Uh, um, does memory loss equal a new man? Like, is Blaine a new man? Can he be held accountable for the scenes of the the, the sins of his past? Um, let's say perhaps it's almost as if he got his soul back, right? Uh, right. <laughs> some good discussions to get into with that. And uh, yeah, I mentioned Donnie earlier. Uh, the, one of the promos shows Donnie frustrated as hell at Blaine about his memory loss and pretty much quitting his job at Shady jobs, Shady Plots. Uh, as a result, and uh, yeah, and it shows another scene shows uh, Blaine trying to talk, you know, telling Peyton, you know, anytime you want to, if you're feeling scared, um, you know, to, to call him, and she's, she says something like, "That's if if you only knew how ironic that was." And she's very conflicted in his advances because, again, is this a new man? You know. Um, also Clive trying to wrap his head around what Liv what does when she arrives at crime scenes, she's thinking mm, lunch. Elsie <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something in the promos that like should he be like should he be the one that warns humanity about zombies? You know, because he's he's in the know about this, and you know. Um, okay, so I actually have count them one, two, three episode descriptions for you guys tonight. Um, the first one is for the premiere episode, Heaven Just Got a Little Bit Smoother, directed by Dan Etheridge, um, and uh, I think is written by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. <laughs> 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 you might as well be Rob Zombie at this point. Uh, Rob Thomas. Uh, it says, your favorite Zomcom, Rom Jom is back for season three. Liv has discovered there's more zombies living in Seattle than she previously believed. In fact, there's a pre- there's a private military contractor employing a small a zombie army, and that army is preparing for the day humans learn of their existence. Major was exonerated for the crimes of the Chaos Killer, but is considered a, a pariah. Um, he managed to land a job at the one and only place that will hire him. Meanwhile, Blaine is accused of lying. Um... So that's the one on April 4th. On April 11th is Zombie Knows Best, um, written by Diane Ruggiero Wright. Um, when Liv, Clive, and Ravi arrive at the scene to investigate a fatal car accident, they begin to suspect foul play was involved, both starving. Liv and Major consume the brains of the accident victims and a well-meaning father and his angsty teenage daughter. Meanwhile, when Clive is brought in for questioning about a family that was murdered, he's forced to reveal his past history with them. Lastly, Peyton extends an olive branch to Ravi, and Major hits a roadblock in his search for Natalie. And the one that was just released last night is the the uh, 
it's a summary of the uh, Eat, Pray, Live episode, episode number three. It says, Namaste to help Clive solve the murder of a lifestyle guru, Liv consumes his brain and takes on his Zen approach to life. Ravi's old boss, Caddy Cups. That's right. Her name is Caddy Cups. We're going to have to get her. Uh, anyway, she's played by, uh, uh, says she was on Arrow, Christina Cox. Yeah. I don't know if you know her. Uh, her. Robbie's old boss, Caddy Cups, is getting closer to discovering the truth while also getting closer to Robbie. Meanwhile, Blaine and Peyton continue their budding friendship, much to Robbie's dismay. Lastly, Major is struggling a bit at his new job. And that one's written by Graham North. Uh, and okay, so episode four is Wag the Tongue Slowly, and episode five isn't named yet, or it, name hasn't been released yet, but uh, that's the Dominatrix Brain. Uh, episode six is called Some Like It Hot Mess, and apparently we got we're gonna have some Ken Marino, we're gonna have some uh, Johnny Frost, Darren Norris coming back. I believe uh, Liv is getting to be a DJ in that episode. And it's directed by Enrico Colantoni. Uh, yeah. yeah. Episode seven just simply is called Dirt Nap Time. Um, I don't know what anything, what it's about or anything. Uh, episode eight is called Eat a Knievel. And this is going to be the first appearance of Jason Doring from Veronica Mars. Uh, playing Hello. Chase Graves, the brother-in-law of Vivian Stoll. Episode nine is what we're all looking forward to. 20-sided die. Which apparently is everybody's favorite episode ever, <laughs> <laughs> and they and Malcolm and Ali actually said they they could get a gag a gag reel just out of that episode alone. Episode ten um, is going to feature Greg Finley returning. Yes, the what? deceased Greg fin- Finley. Uh, it's the episode. I don't have the title for it yet. But um, it says Liv will eat the brains of a mentally disturbed man being haunted by the wife he killed in a car accident. So by the rules of brain eating, Liv will find herself similarly haunted. So she's probably going to be talking to Ghost Drake in that episode. Um, Episode 11, I don't know anything about. And uh, the season, the two-part season finale, episode 12 and episode 13 is called Looking for Mr. Goodbrain Parts 1 and 2. And that's all I have for you for spoilers. Before we go, uh, Kevin, did you say that you know somebody who's actually seen the first couple episodes, two episodes, four episodes? Yes. Yes, I have a very good friend who is a uh, reviewer. Uh, doesn't cover iZombie, but covers some other shows. But they had access to the first three episodes. And mm-hmm. she's a fan of the show. Nice. And got to see them. And just the general feedback, she said, was just, uh, you know, regular fans are going to love them. They're excellent. And the one thing she definitely said is that Robert Buckley is brilliant <laughs> in these <laughs> first episodes. Nothing we didn't already know, but yeah. just reinforce that we've got some great stuff coming. Oh, so awesome. You know, I got very jealous of all these people that got the got the episodes early, but it's like, man, the premiere time would come and I'd I'd have already seen it and, you know, I'd have to wait even longer for new episodes. So right. it's all going to be so worth yeah. it. Can't wait. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I really, and I also want to just thank both of you again, the Rewatch podcast and having to wait 11 and a half months. You did a great job keeping us all entertained and making it fun again. So big thank you to both of you. Thank you. Um, 
Steph, I think we're going to take a very long break after, well, hopefully not a very long break. Hopefully this show will come right back, but I don't know if we're going to do another rewatch. <laughs> Maybe we'll think of doing some bonus episodes or something. We'll watch uh, Dead Heat. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we won't be checking in on season two of Santa Clarita to Diet. That's, that's for sure. Uh, Wait, we won't? Why? I don't know. I'm not interested. Are you? Funny as hell. I, I will say that. <laughs> the way it left it, Let's I was see. like, eh. All right. <laughs> well, I hate to end it on a down note. Yay! Season three's coming. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week for uh, season three, episode one. Heaven just got a little bit smoother. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at LRobinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!